Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Hello, mate. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm alright. How are you? I'm guessing good. I'd... What? What? You know what? There's something I really do that annoys the fuck out of me, and that is I always talk over people. I don't give yeah. people enough time to no. respond. So let's try that again. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> do you know what it is? I've got you. It's not a bad thing because we all do it. I do it, but I just kind of go with the flow because I know it's a spooky thing, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine yeah, but that's not you know being rude shouldn't it shouldn't be a personality trait basically but you must be doing all right because the cricket was uh nerve-wracking earlier but you know oh, when it when when is it not nerve-wracking but got the yeah. result so it doesn't really matter On to the next. <laughs> no. i've um i pray for a boring test match now um but we've got uh, nine days now between tests so we're all good, good. Yeah, it's, it's funny I, someone posted um on Twitter, um, they were talking about how, oh, and you have gone. Ross has gone. I'm just going to pause it. Hello. And you're back. And I'm um, back. So on Twitter, yeah, uh, someone posted about how, um, how <coughs> excuse me, supporting Spurs, <clears throat> just choking on a bit of ice there, um, how supporting Tottenham and following England cricket team, you know, yeah, it's there's uh, there, there are parallels. There, there's there's obviously it's like Spursy exists in in both sports, but obviously for England it's something completely different. And I, I as as ever take offence to things like this in in a, in a very nice way because I'm so yeah. overly protective of Tottenham, <laughs> and I mean Tottenham Hotspur, um, Tottenham Hotspur. I think Ross is 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 not wanting to hear the point of this discussion because he's he's disconnected again. So I'm just going to wait for him to to jump back on. Keeps telling me that I joined it on a second device. Yeah, uh, let's see what happens, mate. Um, I, I can see you're connected. Um, obviously, I can't see what you're connected to. You sound all right, and there's no echo. One, two, three. One, two, three. Nah, yeah, there's I've no had, echo. Nah, so I've, I've so had to good. use my work headphones because R.I.P. my earbuds, they finally caved in. I've had them for a couple of years. Well, you so. sound good. It, sound, it sounds yeah. all right. Let me try and finish this this, this story. Yeah, Even go for it's, it. It's not as dramatic as uh, and, and insightful as maybe people listening to this might think it, it will be. But... Um, so Spurs and, 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 and England and cricket and, and, and me being overprotective, I'm like, look, the thing is with England, and I, and I meant generally speaking, not specifically about cricket, because arguably England have had some success in recent years in cricket. Yeah. Uh, but just generally speaking, the experience of following England, the the um, the, the kind of euphoric uplift that you get when you think something's going to happen or something good is happening, and then the the obviously ultimately the, the conclusion, which is always like a devastating heartbreak and nearly men and and pretenders rather than true contenders and you see in the in you've seen it in cricket but you've seen it in football more than anything and it was almost like 
you can't really look at Tottenham and take the piss out of Spurs for what they do when the entire nation basically is supporting England and having to to struggle in the same way Spurs fans yeah. struggle and, and and England supporters of any of any sport really are There's experiencing no real the same thing. I, I think well, there is it on an emotional level because yeah, you are. You are we won, you know. When was the last time England won the World Cup, or, or like a, in a football tournament, ignoring the kids who who obviously have seen a yeah, lot of success in recent years? Well, you know that, and and yet it's glorified that supporting England is this grand thing, and it brings the nation together. And it's absolutely brilliant. We go on these adventures. We don't win anything, no trophies, but the memories are incredible. Yeah. Obviously, with Spurs, the memories in the last four years have been dog shit. But, <laughs> yeah. but my point was, it's not really Spursy. You can't really look no. at the cricket team and say it's it's a bit like Tottenham. It's nothing. It's the like opposite Tottenham because it's it. But also, also, even if the England cricket team were not that good and they've not been great in in this particular Test series thus far, in terms of, well, we've made them, we've made the Aussies look good, right? Okay, in my casual. Uh, because I'm a very casual cricket follower. I, I love test matches. I love, yeah. I love playing against the Australians. I, uh, I love beating the Australians when it yeah. happens. It doesn't happen that often, to be fair, <laughs> to choose my words correctly. But the point being, I don't know what my point is, other than not everything can be compared to supporting Tottenham because no. not, everything, not, not everything about Tottenham is bad. Most and what was this time. thing at the like wireless festival yesterday? I didn't. I've not looked, clicked onto it, but apparently. Do you know what? Were... I think it's middle class kids that don't even follow football singing singing a football song just because it's become this thing that I think KSI might have started, and then other people oh, just God do sake. it. And now, and it's just a thing to do. Whereas, uh, what do we think of Tottenham? Well, all you do is think about Tottenham, mate. So what you choose <laughs> to think is up to you. Like rent free and the rest of the memes. I don't care but I also quite like the fact that we seem to be the go-to football club for everybody <laughs> it's just it's just such a bizarre it's such a, a bizarre thing because imagine if Tottenham were actually a successful football club imagine we, we actually won <laughs> you can I'm joking yeah I'm it, joking it will take a lot of psychedelics but it, you, you can possibly <laughs> potentially get there you know um, it might be the tenth hour of an acid trip there thereabouts. <laughs> but the the point being is we we don't even win anything, and we're supposedly we're supposedly rubbish. I mean, you got our own fan base calling us rubbish most of the time, and yet, what do you think of Tottenham? We'll just keep doing it, mate, because it's fine. It's just yeah, it's, just it's... noise in the background, and I'm all right with it. I'd rather yeah. be hated. You know, than 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 not. So it gives you, yeah. I mean, being hated means you just have to do jack. That's great. Just mm. nothing. You have to do jack shit. You can just be there and go, yeah, right. Whatever. Exactly. It's your problem. I'm not, yeah, I'm not wasting my I'm not wasting my air or breath on you, son. But you know, it's just like, I mean, the whole thing about that is it's quite interesting that they. <sighs> I mean, like West Ham fans, hmm. they have such short memories, and because they won the, um, uh, I don't know, they won that um, that bin, didn't the wicker basket last season? They, uh, you know, they go, oh, you know, da da da, and now they've sold their best player. We haven't won anything, and we've, you know, we can keep Harry for another twelve months. I mean, he'll probably go, but you know, it's just there's different things, you know, and they rent their stadium for fuck's sake, and uh, it just you could. 
go on, but I'm at that age now, mate, where I'm, I've actually kind of gone, I don't care. I don't care what you think of Tottenham. I love this club because yeah. yeah, it yeah, kills exactly. me. <laughs> exactly. And I kind of like it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that, that's. I think that's where everybody lands when they're truly honest. You know, when you're not trying to point score or you're not trying to... You're not trying to self-deprecate Tottenham, which is a, a, almost a sport these days that's predominantly owned by Tottenham supporters because obviously this week we've had you know a bit of chat a lot of chat around the uh the sneaky not so sneaky price hikes for for uh, non-season ticket holders yeah um you know just and it's it's not something it's not something new i think we've done it before but i think also arsenal did it last i, I think they did it last season when they weren't in europe basically just to make sure those profit margins are are kept tidy just in terms of the the money it wasn't last year because they were in europe it must have been the season they, they would have done in it Europe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't actually remember now when it, it was a gooner telling me this. So I'm just, I'm just going by what the gooner <laughs> says. So if, it's, if that's wrong, uh, but the point is, just uh, kind of read, read the crowd. But understand that PR wise, we're in yeah. a shaky position anyway. And and I don't even, on that point. Just quickly, I don't even think we're in that shaky position. I think we're just in a position where. We're going to go for a big transition. We can't. We're, we are going to struggle, like most other teams struggle, to sell players. I mean, Man, you've yeah. still got players like um, Van der Beek and Martial chewing up wages. We're not the only one, and uh, it's all this stuff about. Well, da, 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 da. who was I listening to the other day? Was it you or the Fighting Cock? It was one of them, and it said people get so obsessed by the price of players that you know we don't look at the player i mean everyone's like this vicario he's coming yeah and guillermo and it's like oh he's only 20 million yeah so he could yeah. be brilliant who's to say ray would have come in and done any better and it's just like yeah but he would, 40 million we can spend that well i would oh, have spent actually... it i would have spent it if i knew i could get a good goal just as good goalkeeper for half yeah. the price I think I think it, it's it's one of these discussions that you know at the end of the day we need the players in and we need the players going out and I think that's all that matters. Obviously, there's there's there, it's very layered and very. I mean, it's it's extraordinary how um, superficial a lot of the moaning is, but it's it's not. There's nothing wrong with it before anybody jumps down my throat. But you know, often it's like, why aren't we paying an extra twenty million for this guy? And it's like, have you ever seen him play? Probably not, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I kind of no. agree, it doesn't because someone's done the scouting. Because I'm not a scout, I don't work for Tottenham. It's not up to me to know the data. It's not up to me to know whether this is the right player. It's not up to me to talk to Ange, the other the coaches, and whomever else is involved at this point. You know, mostly people who haven't started work, uh, like Mun, or shouldn't be working for us, like. Uh, Paratici and, and yet they're, they're, they're both somehow still involved in all this <laughs> so the point being is that we just want centre-backs we need centre-backs so just just buy the centre-backs if you think these guys are the ones that we need pay, pay you do whatever it is that you need to do but within reason because if you've got three or four that you're looking at and then one club is saying like this Mickey van der Ven who supposedly his club are asking for a little bit more than he's worth supposedly what's he worth what's he worth to us is he worth paying that extra pound note uh, you know, it's again. I would say yes, it is. Just get players in that we think can work. But obviously, we don't know whether they will work. There's a lot of variables involved 
You know, the, the, yeah. it's not just the player, it's the players around him, it's the coach, it's the momentum, it's all these other things. And obviously that's for us to find out. And everything's a gamble in football. And, you know, I was very excited when we signed Sanchez, you know, Big Dave, for a lot of money. And and unfortunately his career at Spurs has not gone according to the the the, the I'll say the plan, just the, what we what we believe we were buying, the potential wise. But I think to kind of wrap it all up with the the, the season, the the members, the ticket price hike. Yeah, you know, I've seen a few articles today, a few mentions that. It's, do you think it's adding just that extra unnecessary pressure on the club, on on Postacoglu, just in terms of? You know, tickets are going to cost a fair bomb now for people that are not season ticket holders. That's got um, nothing to do with Angelo. That's what people forget. But it's got but, nothing but to do with the players. What about the theatre aspect? Because it's like I'm paying this amount um, of money. I expect to be entertained. Because that's that's another thing, which is it's, it's a fair argument. I mean, obviously, I always fall on the side of well, I'm going to support Tottenham no matter what. But there will be a point, even in my even in my tenure uh, tenure my. Fucking lifelong career support. <laughs> um, that I'm going to say is 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 the cost worth me going every week now? And then yeah. can I afford to go to games when they go on general sale? And it, and it, and, it, and there's a dynamic there that I shouldn't really have to think about as a Spurs fan. I should be me and everyone else that goes to games um, and who have been going to games for years and years and years. You know that loyalty should, should be. It should be a tangible commodity that's respected by the club and appreciated by the club. That's not the case, is it, Ross? No, I don't think it, I don't think it's the case, mate. So, but oh well. I'm not. I've been. I might take Owen to one game this season, but you know, I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. Well, look, we wanted to. We wanted to. Well, we wanted to get together today because this is a little bit different to what uh, we normally it is. do. And thank you for agreeing to do it because um, what was it? At about three or four years ago, I got um, Windy kind of was doing that fifteen minutes thing with um, Flav. Yeah, and so I messaged, DM'd him on Twitter. And so said, just for um, people that don't know, uh, fifteen minutes was a podcast where Flav and Windy spoke for fifteen minutes. They literally had a timer. And it was just a 15-minute 15, 15 conversation between the two of them about a particular topic. And it was, it was a fucking good concept, to, to be fair. It, it wouldn't was. work with me because it would it would be 15 minutes of me talking and the other guests <laughs> not getting a word in. So... It's all right. It's the spooky. It's the spooky. So, so what So what, uh, so, so what happened and I, you... And I, I offered my services just saying, look, I'm one of them people that I'm always happy to talk about my experiences and all that. Um, and he he must have messaged Flav. Flav then called me. <laughs> so just like, again, what? you've missed out an important detail here. This is just a, this is about mental health, right? This is just been this oh, is about being open about mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been recording, oh. mate. See, oh, this is this is smooth. This is this is podcasting. Oh, that's this beautiful. Is I love it. Podcasting. You didn't even know we were recording. Like, You're like I mean, James Bond. You are. You're the James man. Bond of podcasting. Just slipped it in. Um, well, one. Exactly, baby. Um, yeah, so because of my mental health... I just slipped it in like Roger Moore. By the way, I've been watching the James Bond movies on ITV or whatever, whoever's showing them. They've aged really badly. Oh, they have, haven't they? He's such Mate, a, it's, could you imagine I, making their movies these days? He'd be called a pig. It, it's like Carry On James Bond if you made them today and you, and you still wouldn't. But yeah, the, the, the lack of respect... <laughs> the protests outside. <laughs> is, is 
awful, the cringe jokes. But anyway, we're getting distracted. We anyway, can, sorry. Um, come back to Roger Moore later. Slag him off. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, I've, I mean, I've had some experiences which I'll get on to. Um, just to, if it's okay, Spooky, just pre-warn people. It does, I'm going to be talking about some graphic stuff, but nothing too bad. Um, so, so if, look, if you, it, I'd, I'd, because I'd, I'd, I'd rather get it all out, if I'm honest, because it, it's something that I've wanted to do for years. Can I ask you then? Let's just uh, let's just start. Um, well, let's just start from from the beginning, almost. Just yeah. W- why did you want to reach out uh, to Flav and Windy um, originally, and then and, and, but now why are you reaching out to me to have this conversation? Well, like, why do you think it's important for, for you to? Because a lot of people. I mean, we're in an age now where. Um, we we can talk openly about mental health and it isn't this awkward conversation, but it can still be a difficult thing to do and it it can still be very difficult for people to listen to and it can also still be difficult for other people to open up to other people privately, publicly. Definitely. So like why, why do you... Um, what is it about yourself or... Or, or just this medium that, that's that kind of inspired you to say, do you know what, I want this conversation and I, I want it released publicly so people can listen to it? I'm, I've never been ashamed of... Um, so a lot, I know a lot of people who do have mental health issues. I mean, I personally suffer from depression and anxiety and about, oh, God, 10, 11 years ago, I was diagnosed also with um, mild bipolar Um so, which kind of ebbed away after a while. And there are a lot of people out there. And I got invited to a group session. I only did it once. And there were a lot of people there. And it really opened my eyes that hoodies were over their head. You know, they were looking at their feet and all that. And I was like in there going, oh, I really want to speak. Because me, me speaking is, I find, and, you know, I'll get on, and this kind of opens up to the reason why I asked you. I find it very therapeutic, and I have to be careful of who I speak to, which is why, in a way, I'm happy to do it on a podcast because it's just down to uh, it's it's no camera, so there's no pressure, and I think I feel more relaxed and I can open up more, and I'm happy to share my story. It's nothing. Heroic, and I don't do it just to go. Oh, poor Ross, poor Ross, yeah. isn't he so yeah. brave? I do it because if I can help, what I talk about, if I can help one person, that's fantastic. Mental in my head, that's just like that's fantastic. I remember um, years ago, uh, a CEO of my company, he wanted. Um, if you don't mind me sharing this story, um, he. I got talking to him, talking, and yeah. I said, have you ever heard of like mental health issues in men? And he was like, no. He said, how, right, How okay. long ago was this? Uh, I'm trying to... It's a good question. It would have been 2018 or 19. Oh, OK, but that's fairly so quite, recent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and he said no, and I, so I went downstairs with him to a cafe that was adjacent to the office... And I was mentioning all the facts, like, at that stage, it was like one in four men. I said, you could line up everyone in the office, and I say there's 400 people. 100 people in this office would have been affected or have mental health issues. So maybe someone in their family or a friend. And he was like, really? And um, we got speaking more and more. And a couple of months later, 
a big email came around and he said, could you come and see me? It's like the CEO of the company. I was like, oh, God, yeah. what have I done? And he goes, look, I just wanted to tell you I'm leaving. I was like, okay, why are you telling me? I'm, you know, I'm thinking I'm just a you know, foot soldier in terms of office work. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, no, what you spoke to me, it really helped. I went home and spoke to my wife and we spoke and spoke. And then she started crying. I said, oh, and she went, no, 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 in a good way. She finally opened up to me after 10 years that she wants to go back to Australia where they come from. And now they're doing it. They both feel more happy in their marriage and they're still going strong to this day. Yeah. And I thought that's amazing. I can, if, if we could all open up a little bit more, not everyone, yeah. the people that can, the people that feel confident enough to. And if we could just spread a bit of positivity then I think that's great. And I think that's why I do these things. That's why I'm happy to talk about it. I mean, mindful about who I'm around and all that. So with that in basis, you know, and then shortly after that, actually, that's when um, Flav got in contact. Unfortunately, it never bore fruit. And obviously then there was a pandemic and all that. So he'd probably forgotten all about it, bless him. Um, And then last week I was just sitting there and then you'd done a podcast and it came up and for some reason, I mean, I've been doing a few podcasts with you, but it came up therapy session. I thought, hold on a minute, <laughs> hold on. And I asked you, and that's why it just, it just kind of linked in my head. So that's why I asked. No, that's, and that, that's, that's great. I mean, the, I mean, the whole point of this therapy session thing as well, which I'm just going to probably just publish under filthy shambles. So it can go out on Spotify as well. If you're, if you're comfortable with that. Yep. Very so comfortable. You can just reach a bigger, bigger audience as well. Uh, away from the paywall um but um yeah mate it's a brave thing to talk about it and there's still as much as there is so much positive uh initiatives you know calm and you know i mean the samaritans obviously is, is a given but there's so many organizations you know where i work you know i i trained to, to become a mental first aider and anybody that knows me on a personal level knows that i have been curt Cursed is, a, is the wrong word there. But I have had problems like throughout my life the last 20 years. And go back 15 to 18 years, go back to 2006, round about that time. I had a full, full, full on breakdown, just mm. completely lost it. And I was off work for a long time. And, and th- those stigmas around not opening up and believing that no one is going to understand you or that you're going to be shamed or and it's it's interesting because i remember before that being with some mates people i've known for years people that i've known at, at, on this day i've known them for over 30 years and i remember trying to open up i can't remember what i said but i was i was maneuvering the conversation in that direction and one of my mates gave me this look, and there was this like smile on his face, like not 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 a smile of ha ha, more more of a, a more of him thinking like really, it was going in that direction, like he was he wasn't he wasn't prepared to hear what I was going to say, so I didn't say it. Yeah. I kind of manoeuvred away from it, and it was it was almost impossible to say those words in front in front of people that I'd known for a long, long time. And I wish I had because after that, things got worse. And then obviously everything just um, imploded. And after the implosion, I realised, oh, there are people around me that care for me and love me and, and can help and support me. Um, and you don't, because of the way that you're, 
the way depression and, and the, the way it distorts your mind. You don't see things clearly. There's a lot going no. on. So, like, now I'm in a position where I'm doing mental first aid courses, <laughs> you know, suicide prevention courses, and then talking to people within work who, who, who might need help, you know, just people that work within the company. It's a very big company. So, so, so it, it's... it's if my, I mean, I, I'm really keen to hear you know your 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 story. Just just on this as well, because I think it's it's quite important. Um, because we're sat on a podcast chain about this. Yeah. And one of the big things that's come out of the fighting cock, and I don't know whether I just got lucky. That I, I got lucky meeting people like Flav and T, and everyone else, Ricky, just all of them. Too many names to mention these days. Like, they're just bringing on people from Denmark and, and, and people just randoms now on the fighting cock. I should <laughs> cut, cut back. But um, just just th- this group of this group of people who we are unbelievably open to, to talking about things. And I don't know whether that's because it's just one of these... With men, it's, it's weird because you've got different... You, you often have different groups of mates. You have mates that you've known all your life, went to school with, and you've got people that you knew even on from work and then you've got another group of mates and it's all kind of separate and it just turns out it's turned out that the ones separated from the 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 other uh, long-standing friendships that i've got are the ones related to football and podcasting and when we started the, the fighting cock and we started talking about this kind of stuff on pods you know to then do live events and have people come up to you and, and talk about their mental health it's like mate we're football supporters do you know what I mean? There's this kind of this there's this thing again. These stigmas around what men are, what men should be, how men should behave. You know all these all these pressures on 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 how and what we should be saying and how we should be behaving. And and I know a lot of people who are very old school who just won't have it. Ah, depression. Nah, it doesn't exist, mate. You know, I, I still have conversations with people like that. It's a, it's an older generation, though, so it, it is a beautiful thing. It is an amazing thing, and 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 um, I'm just happy to 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 talk to you today uh, about it. Thank and hopefully, you. someone can hear this, um, and you know that helps them in in in, in some way. Even if we, ha- if even if this podcast helps one person. You know, it, it's 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 a grand thing. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's it's hard for some people, as you said, especially the circles they may go in. Um, we don't know what's going on. Um, well, look, it's difficult it, to go into it, those it, details, right? It is, and it's, it's really, everyone's unique. Everyone's different, and I th- and I wish people would understand that more because. There are some that are like, whoa, why can't you just be like every other geezer? And it's just like, whoa, whoa, what do you mean? You know, go down the pub, have a pint. It's like, well, I don't drink. I do like going down the pub. Um, but it doesn't make me less of a geezer than you. And it's just like, I still, you still get that little bit of a pushback. Not as much. I think sometimes it also goes too much the other way. Where mm. I think... A lot of people will pour their heart and soul, bless them out on social media, and where it's best off challenge um, channeling it. Hopefully, I said that correctly. Yeah. Um, into say a therapist or counsellor, um, but some some people do use social media as a little bit of an outlet, and that's fine. That's fine, but don't use it as a constant because there's no voice coming back. 
it's shouting into an empty room. It's a bit like when people moan about Spurs and all that. That's why I barely take much notice of it. I mean, I run a Simpson Spurs account and, you know, I put up some crazy stuff now and again and um, I just leave it out there now. It's You know, let people feast on it, you know, whatever they want to do. I'm not too bothered. I like... I'm a, it, the mental health side is sometimes hard to hide, so I just don't let it hide as much, especially in, in life. I'm, I don't talk enough about it to people, especially when I'm having an episode. I mean, I've, I'm going to go back to work on Tuesday after being signed off for around about 10 days because I had a collapse the other week, as I said. I have no I idea, them. mate. Well, that's, that's, me to a, that's me to a T. I won't but talk about it. But that's fine. I mean, that's fine as long as... As, as long as you know you're in a position where you're self-aware and, and the, the, you, you're, you know, you've taken time off work because the doctor has signed that off and you're, you're doing something about it. I mean, again, this is why it's, you know, I don't really, we can't really get into a, 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 a complex discussion about depression and mental health on, on, on the grounds of trying to, trying to cover every potential scenario and every potential <laughs> no. person listening because it, it no. genuinely affects people in different ways and there's you know I, I think I think the important thing is that you know just ask ask people how they are and then ask them again you know I think that's probably yeah. the golden rule and especially in this modern age this kind of post pandemic age where we work from home everyone jumps on a team's call or whatever it is and everyone puts their work face on. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's bubbly, mm. and it's and it's often it's quite difficult. And that, that's why we have this this kind of internal campaign where people can reach out to to, to mental first aiders and just talk about their their, their issues and their, and their problems privately. And then obviously we can ascertain as to whether they need. You know, we. I'm not a counsellor. It will always be. No. Make sure you speak to your GP. Make sure you know. Are you talking to your family members or? And just general guidance, but with, with, with yourself, I'm glad that you said. I mean, you sound all right. I mean, you, you've you've been enjoying the cricket. That probably doesn't help anybody's <laughs> mental health, um, as, oh. as we mentioned earlier. So, um, so I mean, the mic is yours, uh, Ross, mate. I don't, oh. I don't know where you wanted to start, just in terms yeah, of. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've had quite a bit of counselling in my life, so it's um, it's nothing new. I've never spoken about. Um, just if at any point you feel like I'm going too far, just let me know. But I'm, as I said, my name is Ross. I'm 41 years of age. I have one son who's absolute diamond. Um, but just before he was born and I was with his mum, I was in a first marriage. I've been married twice in my life. That first marriage was, without going into too much, because it's not really too relevant. Well, it sort of is, but it isn't that much. Hmm. It was very... It was a difficult one. It was a difficult one and I hadn't I hadn't I wasn't taking medication at the time and I hadn't really faced up to the fact that I am like I am. I was so defiant and like come on, come on, you can get through this, snap out of it, you know the wonderful cliche lines that you hear. And it was February the fifth, twenty eleven. And ironically, I remember that day. Well, just about these days, because it's 12 years ago nearly. Spurs had actually beaten Bolton that day. And I remember 
Cranchar getting the winner. I've just checked it out before I come on here. It's in the 92nd minute, so, you know, it's not Spurs' it's not Spurs's fault. So I was on a bit of a high. And my then-wife's friend put something up on Facebook. And I was a bit cocky and a bit like that. And I said, oh, God, you look like a bloke. And I put the line, you know that song by Aerosmith, Dude Looks Like a Lady? Yeah. So I put that up. My wife just went, oh, take that down. How can you say that? And I could have blah, 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 blah. And everything went dark in my head. What I hadn't realised is the week building up to it at work, I was writing an email to someone, a fellow colleague of mine. I didn't realise that people were looking over my shoulder while I was writing it. And I put in there, I, everyone's really down today and I didn't want to be dragged down to that level because I was in a really good mood and all that. And there was a woman who interpreted it as me being more intellectually higher than them. And I didn't want to, and she thought I'd put, I didn't want to be dragged down to their slight scummy level of kind of right. stupidity. Okay. I've been torn into a few times in my life, which, you know, that's fine. We all do. But this was on a different level. She said to me, I can't fucking believe that you didn't invite me to your wedding. You think you're better than us, don't you? And this went on for about 20 minutes. She goes, you're embarrassing. The way you talk to people is embarrassing. The way you are. Da, 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 and it just kind of vile words were coming out of her mouth and I stayed quiet and it was like a continuous battering ram for about 20 minutes and I was just uh, torn to I felt like I'd just been torn to shreds all because of a misreading of an email which they shouldn't be reading anyway I mean were you, what, what, what was your headspace like like you, I mean, obviously you, you're gonna you're gonna tell the story, so I should just let you tell the story. But no, that's right. I I, I just remember when I was having issues, um, the way I was behaving at work was not great, but I wasn't aware of it because it was almost like I was autopilot when I was going into work. But I think yeah. I was I was. For me, it wasn't like a. It wasn't. There wasn't like a break. There was a breaking point later on, but there was like a gradual decline of my mental health, and I could not be around other people. It, I was struggling so much to be in amongst people, and uh, obviously yeah, I, now I understand how paranoid I was at the time. I didn't really understand what was going on at the time. But you, but for yourself, you. I guess where I'm going with this is that was there an underlying issue, and this woman. <laughs> almost triggered that because yeah maybe maybe in a different lifetime almost you would have turned around and say hold on a minute can you just stop talking can we start again please like i think been, and you would have been a little bit more politely aggressive in, in defending yourself and, and 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 just realigning her narrative or the narrative she was writing basically yeah. that she believed it was happening Exactly. I mean, hindsight, you know, we're all millionaires, but nowadays I would have, I would do what you have just said. You know, you'd say, look, first off, you shouldn't be reading my emails. Secondly, you've read it, you've taken your own interpretation. And if you're not going to, but if you're not going to listen to my explanation, pardon me, then there's no point us talking. I was so, I still have this problem of being a people pleaser. But back then it was like 10 times worse. 
And so you kind of think, Christ, I've let I've let everyone down. Da 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 da. And it just it's like the smallest straw that breaks the camel's back. And everything that happened in my you know. I've got stuff that happened in my childhood, which isn't as bad as I'm making it out, by the way, but yeah. I'm not, and I'm not going to go into it, but everything then unraveled. And so you go into that weekend and it was a Saturday, as I said, the 5th of February, 2011, where I had a little bit of a high of Spurs winning, even though it was against Bolton. Yep. And then my then wife telling me that, and that was it everything just went it was like every single light went out in my head and you i went into this zone of oh okay and it's like it was a numb feeling she yeah. was going and then my wife was going out to see her mum anyway and she goes you're not gonna do anything stupid and i just went and you I just, it was like an it was like a robotic kind of no Hmm. And I knew what I, I knew what I wanted to do. She went, and then we had a we had a cat at the time called Moose, and I just looked at him and said, "Right, goodbye." Which is a weird thing in its way in a world cause talking to a cat, sure, but yeah. it is. And then I sent, and then I did that thing of sending messages out to a few people, just saying good night and God bless. And I left my phone there. I left my phone at the house. And then I walked out the flat. And I closed the door behind me. Walked down the little path and took a deep breath and said, Right, I'm going to end it. For anyone listening, I mean, I'm going to commit suicide. The pathway, there was a pathway where I lived, a place called Chesham Boys, and um, that led up to this kind of spiral uh, road, and it was going uphill, really uphill. Yeah. And at the time, I was playing for the local cricket club, Chesham Boys Cricket Club, and I was, um, oh, the person that looks after the money, I've forgotten what the word is, uh, secretary of the club. Treasurer. Treasurer, that's the word, thank you. Um, and so I had keys to the clubhouse. I was walking up this hill... And I thought, right, okay. Okay, and there's no one else about. Hmm. And I kept walking and walking and walking. It was about five minutes in, I thought, right, I've got the keys to the clubhouse. I'm going to hang myself. And then I was still in that, to clear it up, you know, I was in this kind of channel-minded, numb state of mind where... Any logical thought was out. I mean, I haven't been drunk in years, bar bit turning 40 last year in Portugal. I hadn't been drunk, so I, I, I've never taken drugs, so I don't have really anything to kind of base it, um, to compare it to. But it was this channel-minded, tunnel-visioned almost, okay, and you go into, as you said, you just go into automatic kind of a robotic state. Well, so there's well, a relief. I, there's a relief to it as well oh god yeah i remember feeling sure. that yeah and then for some reason considering what i was going to do i was thirsty so i walked into amersham high street and got a drink at the spa because i knew they had cctv in there right 
And so I stood at the door. You know, the automatic doors opened. I looked up at the camera. Made sure my face was as clear as possible. And then got my drink and started walking back to the cricket club. Got to the cricket club. I can't remember what time. Must be about half eight, quarter to nine. And we had this... Oh, I don't know if it's still there. We have a wooden gate there. Like mm-hmm. a, the other big farm gates you get. Mm-hmm. And I sat on it and had my drink. And then every, and everything... The best way to describe it is... And this is just my interpretation, is being inside the middle of a tornado. Where it's that kind of eerie calm. Everything is swirling around you. And you're not seeing the destruction that you're causing. You don't know that's happening. Mm. Things are blowing up everywhere. And I'll get onto that while I say that in a minute. But in your mind, it's swirling, but it's calm in a very, very eerie way. It's very... Um, it's like It's like soft and relaxing, but obviously it's not right for you. <laughs> And I thought, because I wasn't caring about anyone else's feelings or how it'd be seen upon. You just, you do go selfish. And I can understand why people say it's a selfish act. And I was having a drink. Well, it, it's, it, go on. No, well, just, just on that, there's, I mean, even the language around the way we say commit suicide, I mean, the, the, I, and I'm, you know, the, the, I mean, the, the terminology is because it was a criminal offence to, to take your own life, you know, yeah. Once upon a time, and, and well, not that long ago, actually. But um, so, like the whole commit thing, the, you know, that terminology, you know. And I know you you, you kind of said it, and, and I'm sure I've been guilty of, of, of using that terminology as well. So it's like, but my point being is that when you when you when you make that decision to take your life, it's not often this frantic. Uh, you know, solution. It's it's it, you 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 come to it and and truly believe it's the it's the right thing to do and it's the best thing for everybody. Um, well, so it's, it's it's just interesting with the tornado thing. You know that that there is going to be absolute chaos. The yeah. impact, you know, because you do matter. You are important. But obviously, the way that your brain functions in that moment is that you don't believe that you are and that you believe that making that choice is the best thing, it's the best outcome um, for, for for all involved. And it's, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, I mean, there's no words, no words to describe no. it really, is there? I mean, it's, it's uh, beyond difficult. It's the, um, I pin it down to, it's the loudest, cry for help and done in the most silent way and that's what it was for me in the end hmm. um is that why you stood in front of the camera then was it was there was this was there a subconscious if i misunderstood you with that was there a that was just reason? that i think it was so my mum and dad had a i think at the time if i remember oh, rightly okay. it was so my mum and dad and my family had a last picture of me okay. which you know which is weird no, when no, you no, think no. about I, it I, but I it was just that. like I thought, you know, and you see these programs of crime, crime watch, and they're like, I'm not sure if it's them and all that. And that was going through my mind. I was thinking, well, maybe if they saw me one last time, 
you know, clear mm. as day. Um, but going back and, I mean, I was sitting on the uh, fence or what, gate, drinking my drink, and as I said, you're in this almost stoned-like state. I've, I've, never, I've never been stoned, so I don't, I don't know how it is, but I'm going to assume it's a bit like that. And then all of a sudden, there was this snap of a twig or a branch or something that made a loud clack sound. Yeah. And it was like I woke. It was like I was like, huh? What the hell am I doing here? And I looked at my phone and it was about five past ten or something stupid like that. Yeah. Shit, I want to go home and watch match of the day because Spurs (laughs) had won. And that was, and that's what took over my mind. Everything yeah. else was just sucked away. And this is, and I mean, I'm, people might think oh, it's a bit dramatic, but that's exactly what happened. So I was running back this time, a bit because it was downhill, and there was this elderly couple. Now you've got to remember, I'm dressed all in black. I'm oh, how old would I have been? Twenty nine at the time. Okay. And I'm running at these people, hair, you know, looking like a tramp. Yeah. Going, excuse me, excuse me, what's the time? What's the time? These poor old people, they're trying to grab their watch and all that. And they said it's about five past ten. Oh, thank you. I'm still got in time to watch Spurs on Match of the Day. And they went, okay. And so I kept running and running. And it's quite a steep hill where it was. Mm. And everything about the suicide and everything had gone. I mean, I spent about an hour on that. Um, gate round about an hour I can't remember but and then as I said that pathway I thought I'll cut through because I want to get the TV before my then wife comes back and it was lit up like Piccadilly Circus and I was like ah shit there were three police cars outside my flat with their blues and twos on there was three cars that aren't normally there yeah one was my wife's mother the other was my mum and dad's and the others was my brother who shot over from Essex to to Bucks inside an hour yep and that's when it hits you Hmm. that's when you get to look outside the tornado in my head you see that you see that and apparently but well, it isn't apparent because I know it's true because he told me. The pl- anyway, I'll, I'll, actually, I'll get onto that in a minute. I get, I walk down, and there's, and I and I shout, I'm back, put the TV on, and I hear, oh my, f- oh god, oh god, he's alive, he's alive, he's alive, and I'm, you know, my mum and dad rushing towards me, and then my brother comes out, and I'm like, oh god, and then this kind of wave of emotion hits you on the back of her head and I could not stop crying for 20 minutes mm-hmm. until you're almost kind of bone dry in your tear ducts. Yeah. I got inside the flat and it was the first ever time I'd seen my dad cry. Now, he was a sergeant in the Met and he was so stoic a lot of the time, you know, very delicious. Yeah. I know why these days, but again, I'll go into that. And I said, and he said, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I said, well, for what? He said, I, you know, just everything. I said, it's not your fault. This is me, you know, I, I, I said, I don't know what's happened. 
the policeman came in and he kind of checked me up and, you know, he said, right, can you talk to me for a bit, please? Can you tell me what's happened? And I explained it to him. And he said, well, it's a good, you know, that must have been one of the dogs then that snapped on a twig. Apparently they'd sent, oh, I don't know, three or four sniffer dogs and patrolmen out to the cricket ground and they couldn't find me. And that's obviously what's happened. Even one of the police officers and one of the dogs has trod on that um, branch, wherever it was, and it's kind of woken me up. So I get back to, as I said, I've gone back to the flat now and they wanted to take me to a padded cell that night. But luckily my dad said, no, no, he's going to come home with us. I fell asleep on their um, sofa and I woke up the next morning and it felt like I had the biggest hangover ever. I hadn't taken anything. Nothing had been slipped into a drink or anything. And that's when I fi- well, finally I got to watch Match of the Day because it was like, repeated on the Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, obviously that's the crux of the story. But <laughs> I don't it's... even remember um, us. I rem- do you know what? I, s- in, I can in remember Cranchard's goal. I can. I can only remember his goal. I couldn't remember anything else. I didn't realise it was against Bolton. I swear it was West Brom. But I looked it up on the internet before I jumped on and was like, oh, I thought I'd better get my fact right. But so, so yeah. Off the off the back of all this, I mean, what was because you're in a you you you're in a dark place, um, and you would. You know your motion. You know what what you were trying, what you were going to do. You weren't even going to attempt it. You know you were, your brain, your mind, everything was focused on doing this thing, and you didn't. You you snapped out of it. But what was the, what was the outcome? Um, obviously, the police were concerned. Your family was concerned. Um, did you go? Was it straight to the GP? Was it straight into counselling? Did you start taking antidepressants? Did you did you understand? And I'm not asking you to go into these details because this is the point around. You know, people might be listening to this story that perhaps haven't experienced uh, mental health issues or yeah. depression or the. And I'm sure most, not say most people have, but a lot. I, I think a lot of people know someone who has. Yeah. And, and 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 often one of the th- you know the thing that the thing that doesn't really matter until you, you're talking to a doctor or, or 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 an expert a specialist is is the reasons behind it. Like I, I could I could I could I mean you know how much I can talk right. <laughs> I could and I've and I've written about this. I wrote something for the Fighting Cock fanzine several years ago. Um, you know, and I'm quite like I said, I'm very open about this. If anyone wanted to talk to me privately about it, if they were for whatever reason wanted to open up about something um the reasons behind you know i think this is one of the reasons why certain people in in my family probably couldn't wrap their heads around it because i don't understand what it is is it work pressure you know people always try to assign relatable things do you know what i'm saying like, yeah. is it because of money? Is it because of pressure at work? Is it because of a failed relationship? Is it because... And it can be. These things can be triggers and they can be things that accumulate over time. But they, there's often a lot more to it than that. It's just the way your brain is, the way your mind is. And it could be a set of experiences you had when you when you were younger. It could be 
you're just an anxious person and that develops into half a dozen other other things so those details are often impossible um i mean you don't you don't you know mental health mental health uh, or mental depression is like a, it's like a disease right it's like an illness and often that, it's not it's, it's not gone. curable like it's not something no. you can you can control it you know it's there I've, there's this 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 conversation i, I don't want to hijack your your, no, your no, story no, no, um, ross but um I just remembered something myself and and uh, um, I won't actually mention his name, but he, he'll know if he's listening. Uh, we were having this discussion years ago on 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 the on the train, um, and we were talking about how you never really get over the the depression. You know, you don't get over the the, the, the problem. You know, you, you're just more self aware, and that you box it up, you put it in a box. And it's in, you know where the box is. It's in the back of your mind, and it's sitting there, and it's all sellotaped up, whatever. And you know it's there, but you can f- and you kn- and the problems within that box are still terrible, terrible things or whatever it is that that, that kind of cripple you, right? But you you you've got them boxed up, and you know how to get on with the rest of your life, and you've prioritised other things, and suddenly that doesn't it doesn't bleed into your everyday life. It doesn't allow it doesn't stop you from functioning the way you wish to function. But now and again, that box, for whatever reason, and sometimes you just don't know why, it gets knocked over. And every all the content contents in that box spill out onto the floor. And you, you turn around, you see it, and you think, fuck. Mm. And then you struggle. I'm yeah. going to have to put them away. But, but what if I don't put them away? <laughs> and what if, what if I forget certain parts on the floor? And there's there's this thing that happens because... Like I have been since I mean I, the birth of my daughter fourteen years ago has probably centered me right yeah. into a good place because i I use her as the center of my universe. I know it's very cringy, but it's the truth it, no no I, you know understand. you've got a kid, you understand like gotcha. you know, whether it's you don't have to have kids to understand this either. it could be a, any loved one that you that, that, that kind of pulls you into place um, but that's not to say I haven't wobbled and people that know me really well know I, I fucking wobbled badly and I've, and I've, and I've been and I know they're going to hate me saying this but I, 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 I and this is part of it as well right the guilt part like I feel like I've been a burden to people and I know that and they're going to say you haven't but I know that deep down it, it bothers me it, it does bother yeah. me still a, a little bit but I they crack on with their life. I'm trying to crack on with mine, and, and, and there's this kind of universal. Just fucking get on with it and enjoy it, and, and do what you got to do. But now and again, you can wobble. Now and again, you 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 do have this. The, the, you do have this anxiety about what if, what if, what if, and there, there are things that kind of bring you back to to that box again and the contents of it. So with, with yourself just off the back of this, off the back of the fact that there are things, underlying things that, that, that have made you the person you are and obviously made you have this, this, this moment in time and there were these trigger points that pushed you over the edge and you weren't able to combat them. You weren't able to, re- you weren't able to respond to that person in the office the way that you would want want to respond to her and it wasn't because of what she did that isn't that isn't a thing and for, again this this goes back to people listening to this that might be having trouble kind of connecting the dots you don't need to connect the dots it's just this is this is the point it isn't like it's not a straightforward thing right well that's what you know? it's funny you say that 
because there's that I've got this quote that I carry around from me. I don't know if you've seen it by Stephen Fry. If you don't mind me just quickly reading it, mm-hmm. it says, "If you know someone who is depressed, please resolve never to ask them why." Depression isn't a straightforward response to a bad situation. Exactly. Depression is just like the weather. Try to understand the blackness, the lethargy and the hopelessness and loneliness they are going through. Be there for them when they come through the other side. It's hard to be a friend to someone who is depressed, but it is one of the kindest, noblest things you will ever do. And I carry that on my phone. And, you know, because people say... What can I do? Tell me what to do. And it's like, my, I, I can't. Just be yourself, please. Cause that's, and just to... That's the other thing I wanted to speak about, is when people start acting differently around you, you can notice it like that. And it's like, no, no, I don't want you to act differently. Yeah, I, I need some TLC, yeah. yeah. But for God's sake, don't be different. Please be yourself because I need some sort for me anyway. I need just some normality, ease well, me back is, in. And Ross, mate, this is the, the thing, right? We don't people don't want to feel like this. No, and there's differing degrees of of feeling the way that you feel with depression and whatever else. But you don't consciously think this is fucking great. It's it's obviously not. <laughs> and you, so just to go, to go, to, to go back off after you're back with your family, you've watched match of the day and I'm sure you watched it a couple of times because, uh, you've got, to, you know, take what you get with Tottenham. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> what was the, what was the outcome? Because you probably had people being very cautious Right, like, where is he? What's he doing today? How's he feeling? Can I read his mind? Can you know? So, what happened from a a family perspective, and what happened from like a a professional perspective? Did you did you get help? Did you did you seek to get help immediately? Okay, my mum and well, my mum, no, my mum and dad. You know, it's the you know family arms round will protect him. Um, I was referred to the crisis team in i think it's bucks and my and then my gp she was brilliant she said okay we're going to do this we're going to do this as it was and then the monday the day after i went back to work and my boss had a go at me he said i fucking hell, i can't believe you don't ever do that again apology you got and i was like do you want me to apologize for sending them he went yes I'm sorry. Hold on. Was he was he was he doing that from a place of caring deeply, like like almost? I as don't if know. To say, I've never to asked say him. You, Please don't ever fucking do that again, mate. Like they're, they're, rather because this is a thing, right? He he could have he said because we yeah. love you, we care for you, we don't want to see you come to harm. Yeah. But saying those things out loud sometimes can be incredibly difficult. It was, for, for it, was you know, it must have been, really but I never well. asked him. I've never asked okay. him about it. Um, okay. To be honest with you, I was in such a state, and I don't know why I went back to work the next day or the two days after what it would have been, but I did. Um, and then I got, and then I was so kind of against taking tablets I was like no I can do this but after something like that I've got nothing really to come back with so I went on Cetilipram, Um and they always have these quality names for these bloody tablets because um, my dosage has actually gone up since it's um, 
I'm on something called Venelafaxing, which again is a funky name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to go into counselling. I had to go into my first bout of talking therapies. And I was digging so much up. And there was stuff I didn't even realise was there. But friends at that point, no, they... No, I, I didn't really have anything. It was so hard to uh, explain what happened. Did did they did they ask? No. And did they not ask? Did they did they not ask? To, uh, did they not approach to talk to you about it? Because it is as again the stigma around it is such an awkward thing for a lot of men to talk about. Or did they want to give you room? Was it a case of let you know? He's talking to the right people. He's talking to the people he needs to be talking to. We're there, and that's enough for us as a, as a friendship group, as friends. We're there for him. So, you know, your friends being there are the distraction that you want because you're around people that you trust and love and, and whatever else. Do you, do you feel that was the reason why they were just present no, it's rather than... I never, no, it's because I never told them. Oh, so they had no idea? No. At all? Oh, no. Okay. I had wow. I, I went into a wow. I went into a kind of I don't know what it, I don't know what you say like bunker like mentality. Yeah, at okay. the time, um, which I'll get onto in a minute. Why that was bad. Um, I should have been more open at the time, but I started taking the tablets and I got better, obviously, um, mm-hmm. and then fast forward. Eight years. Um, I'm with my second wife. My son's born. He's eight at the time. And 2019, this is. I, it it sprouted up again. I just... Right. And the trigger that time... I, I'd been watching Cheers, the programme Cheers, every morning on Channel 4 for going to work. <laughs> And I'd the sitcom, the lo- right? Just in case anyone again, the is sitcom probably... Ted Danson and all these yeah, people, classic. Um, and I missed the last ever episode of it, and I'd, and it triggered me, and I got really angry. I can't believe I oh, fuck up. I, mean, I was See, blaming. Again, it's, it, it's nothing to do with you missing it, is it? It's just like oh, your it's... brain. Your brain's looking for an excuse to just untether itself and 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 and, and just release whatever is bubbling again. You know. It's the yeah. um, blue touch. Is it was it blue touch paper? Is that what it's called? And then that's what it, it just needs a flicker of a flame, mm. and it can be anything. Mm. It could be you've messed up dinner, or you've worn the yeah. wrong socks, or yeah. your head is doing your head in, or yeah. you know somebody didn't say hello to you. It could be anything. And like the conversation at work with the email and the, yeah. the looking over yeah. your shoulder. So so what? So what happened then was I yeah. went. In, I went into work that day and I got myself worse and worse and worse and worse. And then I came home and the following day was, a, was again, was a weekend. And my second wife was taking the kids because she had three from a previous relationship and our son out to, I think it's like, uh, what's it called? Chessington? Yeah, I think that's the one near. Yeah. I can't remember now. Yeah. No, Legoland. That was it, Legoland. Okay. And um, got to get that right. Is that in the same place, though? No. 
Legoland in Windsor and it's quite close to where oh, I live. So of course, it is, that, yeah. course it, they wouldn't have gone all the way to Chessington, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> and she was with her mum and all that. And yeah. I just... And I needed to get something from the, from the shops. Yeah. So I jumped in the car. I've already had one trigger. But then this song came on that reminded... That was on a show... And that triggered me again. And it was a sad one. It was like, and I and I was speeding and speeding and speeding. I was going to ram it, my car, into a side of a garage. And um, I didn't. And so I turned back home. Never knew what I was going to get to this day. It doesn't really matter. And I said to my wife, then wife I'm really struggling I'm really struggling and she then sent a she called the police I think and a community officer came round mm. she's like are you going to do something stupid and I was like no but it was very close to doing something very close mm. and she goes well firstly you ramming the car into the side of a garage doesn't work she said you see these things on TV where the engine blows up it doesn't actually happen like that I was like oh so I just had a broken car and she said, well, a few broken bones as well, but it wouldn't have had what you were looking for. And so technically that became my second suicide attempt. And that's when it thing I had uh, just to kind of, because after that, that's when my second marriage started unraveling over time and then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. But from that second time, I had to have a three and a half month break from work. Mm-hmm. I went to someone. Oh God, Don't worry about the details, occupa- yeah, yeah, occupational it's... therapist. That was yeah. it. And she said, "You need to have a break. You, you're, you're, you've run out completely of batteries." Yeah. And then I got myself a lot better. Unfortunately, me and my then wife broke up. So just, just, just. To interject really, really quickly, please. The, and and you, again, you don't have to spend too much time talking about this because I know you're. Because I'm just curious as to how you've got from here to to where we are today. But in terms of getting better, how how is that different to what happened last time? Like, what what did you? How did you? How do you? In in the moment at the time, how did you measure it being successful? That you felt you were getting better. Were you again? Was it self awareness? Was it the fact that you understood? why you behaved, what, why you chose or made the decisions that you made previously, like what was happening that made you think, I'm, I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I'm improving. I mean, obviously, any improvement from that point is going to be an improvement, right? Yeah. But, but, in, but what was it exactly that, that, that helped you? Um, was it the, the counselling, the professional help, the, the medication? It all you know, helped. Was there any, anything but, else that you were doing? The time yeah. off, were you exercising? Were, you know, what? Yeah, I was. I was going on bike rides and all that, but there's one big difference between the first uh-huh. time and the second time. And yeah. you've met him. Oh, and that's the big the, difference. Yeah, you, your, your son. And if he wasn't here, I do question if I would be, but... I would do anything for that lad. I can't... These days, I can't imagine me not being there for him. And, mm. I've, you know, I've dropped him off today back to his mum's, and it's uh, I hate that time of the weekend. 
Mm. But he's 10 and he's, you know, he's, he's going through that uh, stage. But inside, I'm like, I'm going to fucking miss 14 him. and, like, the, the attitude is... But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm separated from, from my partner. And yeah. I think the relationship I've got with my kid, um, not ideal in that I'd rather be... No, let, let, me, let, 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 me, let me not misquote myself here. No, I'd rather not be with your mum. Yeah, I'm I'd exactly rather, the same. I'd rather yeah. the family dynamic, and I mean that in the kindest way possible. The best thing that we did was was break up, basically. Yeah, but just in terms of the dynamic, that the you know the everyday the everyday presence that you have when you're with your kids, you kind of you pick up on everything, right? And you just you might not even be doing anything with them. They might be in the house with you, and you see them fleetingly. You know, jump go to the kitchen or whatever else. But because of the, the separation and because I, I get to see her, I, I still get to see her every every single week. Our relationship is incredibly strong. Mm. I think whenever, as you know, what you're saying basically, whenever there are moments of self-doubt or there are moments where, where I think... I, I'm exactly the I same. I haven't got the energy. I can't, I can't do this. I can't think about this. I can't... Then I think about her and I'm like... It's almost like this this internal slap of the face, like just, yeah. I'm exactly the same. That's really good that you said that because I'm exactly the same. Whenever I think oh, everything's down, I think, well, what would he say? He just it wouldn't affect him. This doesn't matter. Then the no, situation really I'm sad. in doesn't. But my relationship with him has got stronger as well. Yeah, from that. So I'm exactly yeah. the same boat as yourself. Yeah, you just you just you've just cursed him. Uh, we, we've you know getting him to wear Tottenham colours, mate. But um, oh, we won't talk about that's, that now. That's his own fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the, the the tragic thing is, uh, however, that there have been. I mean, I saw a video. Uh, um, I think it was actually calm. I think it was one of their campaigns. And, and yeah. apologies if it wasn't. Um, and it was a video of. It was a collection of videos of people that had taken their lives. And it was the last ever video footage of every oh. one of these people. And yeah. in every single video... Oh, God. You all right? In every single video, they were um, fucking happy as fuck. You know, either with their kids or with family or with friends. And so there, there's the. So my point here, I mean, obviously everybody's fully aware that you you can never tell if someone is having problems, right? But, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's a very uh, important thing that's, that's spoken about within the, the, this discussion. But what, what I was what I was getting to was the fact there are men and 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 women out there who have kids and and and. And we're talking about them being the centre of our universe and, and the thing that anchors us to everything. But for some people that, you know, they, they, they still they still can't. They still go ahead and, and, and make that decision. Yeah. Um so it's 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 difficult as fuck. But I'm I'm happy I'm happy that, you know, you you've kinda you you've that was your main anchor. Um because Yeah, I mean as I said, I mean a couple of weeks back I just I burnt myself out emotionally. I, I'm crap at taking holiday. And, mm. it, you know, you, you kind of think, oh, a week off and I feel better. I wonder why. Oh, it's because I've had a week off. So, you know, it, it, that didn't that doesn't help. I hadn't had a proper... I mean, I've had the long weekend, but then I'm spending that going to see my mum and dad. Um, 
uh, for anyone that doesn't know, my dad had a stroke back in December. And How's he, he doing? Was, he settled into his new care home brilliantly. He's texting me That's and he's, hear, he, we were talking about the cricket earlier on. He's not a big sport fan, but he's still, he's a Spurs fan. It's all his fault. Everything to do with Spurs and me is his fault. And Jimmy Greaves. Um, so he's doing great. My mum, and I don't mind sharing this. Um, I might have a bit of flack from them, but it's all right. My mum has a frontal lobe issue with her brain, which has affected her balance, which means she can't stand up unaided. And my dad was her oh, carer. Her, but because my dad got taken to the Stroke Rehabilitation Centre in North in Norwich, yeah. that company that owned that is the same company that runs the care home. So he had a straight line. But with my oh, mum, I, at the, so with my mum at the minute... Yeah, my mum's is being assessed and all that. But, you know, and it's so hard to see these two people who... And everyone's the same with their parents. They're supposed to be bulletproof, mm. but they're not. And they're human. And the dynamic has changed so much from the parents almost being in charge and being the kind of... Um, Mate, that's the or, cycle of life. It is. And the oracle, oh. then the, 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 the children kind of start yeah. to take over. This happened on the 19th of December... And it just clicked and it just changed everything. Um, and I mean, six months down the line, I finally burned myself out, um, which is great. Good old me. Um, uh, and the aim is to go back to work on Tuesday. But I still have confidence issues to this day. I mean, the group chat that you so kindly invited me into on WhatsApp, I still have moments of hesitation where I even tell myself to shut up. And you can see it on the chat if you go through it. Yeah, don't ever it, feel that you need to do that. Anyway. No, I know, like, no. but it's it's the it's that kind of thing in my brain which I'm I've worked yeah. on in the last couple of weeks where I don't do enough stuff for myself, and this is where the therapy session kicks in now. Um, where I don't look after myself enough. I don't, and this is coming from a guy who's who set up a bloody Spurs Simpson accounts which is followed by the club which is followed by nearly 6,000 people and it's like I did that off my own back and stealing other people's ideas and talking to Billy T um you've got enough ideas to to to, to yeah I swear I, to, I, I, I crack his head up unwashed, so he's like a um, kinder egg don't um, worry about stealing stuff from him um, um. I just to say a shout out to Billy because he's been there for me for about five years and he always messages me in, he's uh, the funniest guy in the world, but he's got the biggest heart as well. Hmm. Um, but it's just recognising the signs. But this time, I spoke to my boss. I I said I'm depressed, and that's huge leap. That's that's the whole jumping out of the aeroplane. So that's where I've improved massively. Yeah, you know, I self. Um, uh, what's the word I've self referred myself to talking therapies again because I yeah. need to get the last six out six months out of the system yeah so this that's is good where, mate yeah this, and this is the self-awareness that again everybody's different everyone's going to cope in different ways yeah, some people definitely. need yeah. more support than others some people will will not see any of this as being something that can can help them so this is why it's impossible to to sit down and say, "Well, this is the this is and this podcast is not meant to be like an educational." Listen to what no, we're saying. No, go and no, do no, it. No. Like this is just a, a, a open and frank discussion about, about your experience and you and 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 if anything, you know, you go back to 
it being the therapy sessions. I mean, it's just a therapeutic <laughs> outlet, right? It's allowing you it to is. talk about this publicly. And with well, you're talking to me. It's just a conversation between the two of us right now. It's been nice. But, and and what I'll also nice. say is there are people that can have worse situations. But for those people out there listening who think my thing isn't as bad as that, it doesn't matter. It's still your thing. Own it. Talk to someone. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, it's Spurs Simpsons, for God's sake, or my personal one, which is somewhere. Um, talk to your yeah, GP. I don't think you're going to find you based on, on that little it's, Oh, it's, it's, Rid, it's Ridley with two Ds, 82. It's a cricket nickname. I'm the year of my birth. Um, but So at Ridley82. Um, but, then, but talk to your GP. Talk to a friend. Talk to someone about it. They don't have to understand, but if they're that good a friend, they'll walk with you through it. Hmm. And the GPs are there. Look, the NHS are crippling, but they're still fan- they're still bloody brilliant. And they'll get to you. There's crisis teams out there. There's, as um, Spooky said, there's Samaritans. And there's people out there that will speak to you and will let you talk. And sometimes a chat can help you. Hmm. I'm not saying it, it's not the cure. It's not... It's not taking tablets or medicine, but even if you just need to get through the day, just talk to someone. They're not going to mind. So there's people and out there, there is, that don't mind. There is that thing about like when you are talking to someone that you don't know, you know. And a lot of the people that I, I talk to at work, and, and and obviously the experiences I've had, you open up. It's always that case of opening up to people that that you think you you believe in the moment won't judge you because they won't first of all, but also because they don't know you, so they won't have these these kind of misconceptions or they might, if you're talking to someone who refuses to understand what depression is, they're, but, they're, not going to be, they're not going to be the support that you need in that moment. But the, again, the, there's no guideline for this. No. Opening up to your family could be the best thing that you actually do you know within that yeah. moment it's and this is the problem right right because that's where i was at one point i didn't know where to look so i didn't i didn't bother looking anywhere so again if you are listening to this like follow ross's um ad- advice like if you just reach out to a professional because they that's what they're paid to do and let them take all your concerns about the, the actual process and let them cater and and and, and, and care for for what your needs are but um, I just just on the confidence thing, mate. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that because that's I, um, I, I <laughs> that's mean the thing I do. <laughs> but I'm working do, on right? it. I'm working right. on it because a lot of people can play it better than others. My confidence. I'm doing more stuff for me, even if it's something as silly as I got myself a a England cricket bucket hat yesterday. It's not the one I wanted, <laughs> but it's still good. And I got myself some <laughs> two t-shirts, and I and I, it was. A, Three for two offers, so I got Owen one because he was standing over my shoulder. Mm. Um, pain in the backside. Um, and I'll be fine. There's going to be times where I'm low, but I now know how to speak to people, you know. And yeah. that doesn't mean that what works for me works for everyone. Listen, f- like, with, with me, and I, and, I, and I definitely, I'm not going to make this about myself, but I just, I, there's something that you said that, that made, made me remember something that I find quite funny looking back on it. Yeah. It probably isn't because there's probably people out there that suffer uh, anxiety. I mean, I have moments where I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. I haven't got a fucking clue why. 
I've got no idea why it's, it's being brought on, right? Yeah. And, and there were moments, not so much these days, but there were moments where I was going to the post office and standing in the queue would give me extreme anxiety. <laughs> like, not really mundane. It, it is, boring, though. That's what it is, though. Stupid, irrelevant, everyday things that are not important in any way. And there's this thing, because I, I never forget, I never forget talking to someone and I said something about being paranoid and, and I th- it was a doctor. I, it was someone who was going to refer me to someone else. They said, oh, no, 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 no. You're not truly paranoid. I'm like, what? Because truly paranoid people don't know they're paranoid. And in that moment, I was like, fuck, he, he, he you know, I saw him as a presence that was mocking me, mocking my depression, even though he wasn't. He was yeah. just from a very clinical perspective saying, oh, there's nothing wrong with you, I don't think, oh. um, because you... But with me, <laughs> there was a, this constant um, this constant bubble that I was in that made me think that everybody... It was like the Truman Show, that I'd, like everybody was watching me all the time. <laughs> everybody knew everything. I'm only laughing, by the way. Anyone listening, all, all, I'm only laughing because it... This is what's happened to me. Where yeah, you, it's, it's a common every, thing, I think. It's a where managers go into a meeting and I'm like, is that about me? That people could be talking in the same office. But is that not, about me? It's, but it's not, not a throwaway. It's not a throwaway, is it about no. me? It's like a deep psychological dive where you lose yourself in in, yep. in overthinking. And I, and I overthink like fuck knows oh. what. Now, I, I completely recalibrated. Well... No, that's a lie. I haven't. I've 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 made changes that have allowed me to perceive things differently, and like I said earlier, with the analogy around the the box and, and the contents and whatever else, you know, I'm in a position where things matter less. Things that should things that shouldn't matter anyway, but things that bothered me before don't impact me. But I still there are still moments. I just think like not to not to get too. Not to get too psychological with this either, but I just think I think a lot of the, the problems we have are because we're not really built for the lives that we live, right? I know this is really deep. No, you know, for, 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 go for it. It's just in terms of like we are fundamentally hunter gatherers, and and you know we live a life stuck in front of a monitor, sitting at a desk, and we don't have an an, an outlet of sorts. So that's why we turn to football. We turn to things that are very tribal, uh, things that, that allow that allow us to be aggressive in the moment emotionally, because we need to, we need to you know we need to scream and we need to shout. We need to have this outpouring. So mm. there's there's a, there's a reason there's certain things exist within you know it's like American football gridiron you know exists because soldiers came back from the war and <laughs> they had all this kind of pent up. Um, kind of visceral raw energy and it's like well what what can we do to 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 channel this and they just made the sport which involves knocking into people with helmets well, wasn't, and it, wasn't rugby invented because a posh boy said sat on a ball and just started picking up and rubbing r- running with it yeah yeah i mean exactly i mean things 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 all happened i mean we are we are mavericks within even within the mundane structured things that we're meant to follow. But look, I told you this was too deep, right? And I need to be a, yeah. a, a lot more drunk than I am right now. To, uh, <laughs> not that I'm drunk at all, but I need a few more drinks to get into this. 
subject. No, because then we'll start telling each other we love each other, and that's just embarrassing. Well, no, that's no, but that's good. That's good. But that's an, that's a completely different podcast as well. <laughs> but there, there is something to be said about the fact that we do. We are very conditioned. We are very routined. We do the same thing every day until we get to the weekend. We have this again. We have this outpouring over the weekend, and then we do it all over again. And it's not. I'm not saying life is boring or life is a drag but it can be and for some people it definitely is because they lose the ability to 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 kind of manage what they're doing from one day to the next because of a million different reasons so so being in a position where now not that i ever do go to the post office but i can and it doesn't bother me i don't give a shit and i care less about a stranger standing next to me and what they're thinking like who, who i'm never gonna see this person again but before it was like a, it was something that would dominate three or four hours in that moment and afterwards. Do you get what I'm saying? Like preparing yeah. myself to do really fundamental things. Because it was always the um, food shop with me. I had a massive panic attack in a Tesco's in Amersham once, but now I live on my own. I love going out to do the food shop every week. Cause well, I, put a, I, mean, I put a podcast on it on my headphones. Yeah. And I can meander around for an hour and exactly. I'm happy as Larry. So exactly, you know. I mean, there's different little things that we just take as little small victories. Obviously, the big victories would be be nice to be able to go to Tottenham and just watch us play good football, and I think that that will, uh, which which again um, resonates with me because at the time when I was having a lot of difficulties, the one place, believe it or not, that that had me feeling fine and normal was going to Spurs. And that was actually in 2006. And we know how that season ended, you know, oh. at the West Ham game. Oh, um, yeah. and, and just that whole, I think, this, I think this, this is what I wrote about in the article for the, the, the Fight Cock fanzine. But there was this, there was, there was just this support mechanism and it just happened to be football, right? And to tie it all back in, it's the, it's the reason why I've renewed. And, and a lot of, there's a lot of noise around Tottenham at the minute with the ticket prices and, and, and people and the way the club's being run. Uh, it's not great. They really are disconnected from the fan base. They really are mm. disconnected from understanding and appreciating people. They, they, yeah, they don't need us because it's a global brand now. No doubt in a few years we'll be playing Arsenal in New York or Austin or, or LA or, or some someplace in America and me and you won't matter along with everyone else because there'd be 60,000 in a stadium in, in the US which is great for the US supporting Spurs fans no doubt yeah. but the point is we're in this position where the thing that we love is morphing into something that's a, that's no longer attractive to a lot of people um, and the thing that we love probably is the people that go to Tottenham more than everything else about going to Tottenham so yeah. please Spurs don't fuck this up just <laughs> just give me <laughs> because at the moment for, for my mental health right now you know mm. going to Spurs again I know people are going to be laughing at this but going to Tottenham is pretty fucking important because of the people that I get to see there and it would be nice to watch a really good team play good football that would be a bonus but it's not a, it's not a necessity but for the money that we're paying at some point, it would I'm, nice. I'm, I'm going to have to step away from it as, as well, and a lot of people are doing yeah. that. 
Um, but listen, I, I kind of I'm trying to tie all this up, mate. But I just wanted to, to to throw the mic back to you because this this pod was about you and and, and your story, and I, I really appreciate that you, you've come on no, and, and spoken well. about it. But no, thank you for letting you're me okay share the now, story. though, right? I mean, just in terms of. Um, of of, ev- of everything, I, just in terms of in terms of the extreme of the story that I mentioned, yeah, I'm a million miles away from that. But yeah, look, I've had some ups and downs, uh, a few downs in the last couple of weeks. But you know, I'm I'll I'll be fine. I'm abs- I'm fine. Um, Tuesday will be a big day going back to work, but it's only been a couple of weeks. Um, so that and people there are lovely. I'm very lucky to have the support unit around me they'll it's not it's not for a lack of trying and all that and yeah. sometimes my, i don't know if you've experienced this, this is one thing i did want to ask you my brain sometimes can block the most simplest information so someone can say oh ross can you just quickly make me a sandwich i don't do that work i'm just trying to make it yeah. Um, yeah, yeah yeah and i'll be like shit does the bread go there 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 and it's not because i'm stupid it's i've tried my- to explain this to people yeah, try to explain this to people, and and I, I, maybe it's I, I just don't articulate it in 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 a way that's that's uh, that makes it easy for them to because it's almost like you you it is almost like a panic attack, right? You lo- you lose the ability to either say something or respond with a simple task, and and God, I mean the worst thing it, it happened when I was in the car once, like the one place where you don't want it to happen. Or, but but thankfully it wasn't that I was driving I was I think reversing um, and something happened I can't I can't remember what it was something screamed someone shouted at me or shouted at someone else and I forgot how to <laughs> I forgot how to drive a car for about five to ten seconds I just my brain was a canvas a, just a white canvas nothing on it at all. Did, did not know what I was holding my hands, steering wheel. I, I mean, I, I, I had no idea. And then, and then it, and it, and it, I, I, I started breathing properly again. It was a very short moment. And I was like, okay, turn the car off, park, just stay, stop, 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 you know, make sure, check, check in with yourself is what I was thinking. Are we okay, Spook? What are you doing? What is going on? Have a bit of water. And yeah. and obviously those moments sometimes can be a lot worse than, than that, and there have been moments where there have been. But um, yeah, it's it's mate. Listen, we barely understand the human brain. Like we know we know a lot about it. Mm. I'm, I'm glad that there's so much work happening at the minute uh, with psychedelics, with MDMA, with all these drugs that got banned in the 1970s by the US government, and and, and obviously in the UK as well. And, all, and we were talking about decades worth of research delayed, and now we're seeing how much it helps with, especially with um, depression and war veterans being able to open up and talk about, um, uh, you know, the the, the the horrific things that they've that they've endured and experienced. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that we're moving in the right direction. Obviously, I don't think it's going to be helpful for the average Joe and Joanne until the pharmaceutical companies can work out a way to synthesize things that grow out of the grass, grow out of the dirt, uh, and they can make money off the back of it. Uh, but that's again, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> a, it's a different podcast again. I'm not going to stop moaning no. about big pharma and the rest of it, but no. again, mate, I, I, 
I'm saying, are you okay? What I'm basically saying is, uh, remove the stigma every time. Every time you think that you're doubting, even the most simple thing, just say it, and that means whether you're calling me or whether you're typing something in a chat or whether you're talking to the person you're with or reaching out to someone that's that's close to you, family or friends or whatever it is. The more that you do that, and this is again, this is just from my experience, it, that you you the less, the more you empower yourself to be in control in those moments, um, and it kind of for me anyway, it's re-engineered part of the way that I am day to day. But as people who do know me and 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 know what I'm like, and are probably probably listening to this and thinking. Shut the fuck up, Spook, mate, because you're a fucking mess most days. And 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 the reality is, I am. But I can I can say that I'm self-aware enough to know that there are days where I don't know what I'm doing, mm. but I'm not keeping that to myself. And no, and that's why get that's, here. It's, yeah, sorry, sorry, mate, to interrupt you. Sorry, so I'm going back to rude, rude, Spook again. <laughs> Apologies if I've done this. Uh, I've done, I've felt like I've done this a couple of times. Just spooky, spot. being spooky. Um, it's taken me over twenty years to get here. Yeah, and, and I'm still, I'm still fucking damaged. I'm still like, I'm still in 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 need of repair and the and the rest of it. But I think most of us are. No, you I know, mean, we just kind of have to crack on with it as best as we can and, and get the help that we can. I always, um, um, I'll always be appreciative of yourself. This is going to get a bit soppy now. Of you know, the day that you saw me and Owen outside the um, Tottenham club shop and that was a nice moment and he said and he said hi and you talked to him and I you know that that boy's my world and for people to treat him nicely and be nice and you're not saying that there's anybody out there hmm. and it's like wow there's you know it, it does so again reiterating what you said don't doubt yourself and look I'm, I'm fine I'll be fine um but if people do want to chat that's great you know to make new friends is great um that's beautiful but just sometimes what I will say if anyone's listening just take your time with me sometimes because sometimes I'll have moments where I'm absolutely going blah Mm. but deep down there's a nice human being I promise Um, just the odd kind of weird thing I put on Twitter, but it's Twitter for God's sake. Right? Yeah, don't don't put too much emphasis on social no, media. No, yeah, yeah. So I know, I know, I don't. I really don't. Definitely don't. <laughs> don't really it's the don't. worst place to have a discussion, as, as, no. as we've seen countless times oh, in, God, in the yeah. past year or so. well, actually, not in the past year. Since Brexit, probably, and and, and before pandemic, football, the rest of it, um, not not great. Just had like six industrial size helicopters go past. All in 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 like like they were in formation. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Maybe um, they're going after a presenter, or aren't we? We're not allowed to talk about that, are we? No. Um, I don't even uh, think that joke lands that well. To be fair, for us, no. I'm going to have to edit that out. No, I'm joking, mate. Listen, we've done 93 minutes, 94 oh, minutes. We're, thank we're you see so much. Injury time. No, listen, this is great. I know some people might be thinking, this is not what I tune in for. Like I want to listen to football chat and and whatever else. But now and again, I think these type of conversations are important. Yeah. And I hope and I hope that people listening to this um, agree with me. It'd be nice. Um, um, and and 
also, to be fair, the whole point of therapy sessions, the reason it was kind of pulled together in the first place was um, for anybody to jump on and talk to me about anything they wanted to talk about. Predominantly Spurs-related. It doesn't have to be... like It can be about anything Spurs-related, but the offshot of that, and there's something that I'm still struggling to pull together, was that there was going to be a completely independent podcast to all of this that would be open for any type of discussion yeah and that's still cooking i think it's overcooked and i've burnt it and i've got to start again so (laughs) that's something to keep your eyes on i've been promising that for about a year i think and i've just not got anywhere near delivering it so uh hopefully i can and and that would that would probably be the uh the best place for people to come on and have these type of chats uh because it's good to talk um us blokes don't do enough of it um, and the talk we do do is about XG and, and fucking transfer bollocks and buy a centre back Tottenham and f- what the hell is Fabrizio Romano on about you know who cares we'll sign who we sign we'll exactly. lose who we lose if Kane goes it's going to be whoa, whoa 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 steady steady no 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 I'm standing up for this now I'm going to fight you know do more stuff for myself 140 million euros apparently Levy has asked uh, Bayern Munich for there you go it'll be crocked in a week anyway in Germany so it'll be fine yeah, exactly. Well, listen, mate, I love you. <laughs> love you too, mate. Uh, Thank um, you so much. Take care, and we'll we'll catch up offline. Cheers. Bye bye, everyone. <laughs>